Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. John Reese is a filmmaker, author, and media strategist who wrote the book, Think Outside the Office, the Box Office. Let me say that again because I want that to get very clear. Think Outside the Box Office. And through his company, Hybrid Cinema, he's advised hundreds of filmmakers and film organizations throughout the world, including IFP, Paramount Studios, Screen Australia, Film Independent, and Creative Scotland. John has conducted his master classes over five continents and is the senior lab leader at the IFP Filmmaker Labs. And Carol, I understand you've been a longtime fan of John Reese's work, right? Absolutely, Claire. John is always aware of future trends, and he shares information with filmmakers on a daily basis. So thank you, John, for joining us. Hello, John. John, are you back with us? You know, Carol, I I know that he was going to be calling right back in with us, so Mm -hmm. it'll just take a moment for him to do that. And in the meantime, perhaps you can uh, share a little more about uh, John and the work that he does. Well, the most important thing is that his his company, Hybrid Cinema, uh, the first page of the website says, expand your audience with a fully integrated marketing distribution and outreach campaign. Uh, And now, so what we want to do today is understand from John how he works. Um, I in my intentional filmmaking class, I have a 10-page outline of marketing distribution that I start filmmakers with. And they, the moans and the groans, you won't believe, Claire, because they say, oh, my gosh, I'm just trying to make the film. I, I'm not interested Hello? in marketing. Hi, John. Can you guys, can you guys hear me yes. now? Okay, yes. Okay, great. You can. Okay. okay, great. I dialed back <laughs> in and I didn't hear anything, and then I just dialed back in again. So. Okay. okay. No, it's perfect. So where we are now is we want to understand how hybrid cinema works. And so I know that uh, Sabine El-Jamail is working with you on her brilliant film, Zapped. So -hmm. perhaps we could use that film as an outline, and you could tell Mm -hmm. us the first steps that you're taking to market her film. And and do you make a plan with filmmakers? Yeah, so... I either, I either start with filmmakers either with what I call an initial consultation, which includes watching the film and two hours of consultation, and then that can expand from there. Or sometimes um, films will just commission me to write a plan, and, um, and that's one of the things – that's what I did with Sabine. Um, and, you know, it was quite – you know, it's, it's, a, it's pricier than the initial consultation – but it's pretty comprehensive as to what we would potentially do with the film. And this one was sometimes I will write a distribution and marketing plan, and sometimes it'll, it'll strictly be an outreach and social media plan, which is what I wrote for Sabine, because that's what we're doing on the project. 
out, you're doing outreach and social media. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. And but we're also so, helping. I guess it goes a little bit beyond that. I mean, because we're also redoing their website, we're also helping them strategize their email marketing campaign, et cetera. It's basically most of the marketing component of the film. You're redoing her website. You're telling her what will make uh, get more people to buy it, or what are you redoing it for? Yeah, we're actually because you know we noticed that there's some you know it, it was a little bit. I mean, there's a number of issues. I don't know whether how much to go into specifics, but we work with a a web company, and I made in that plan I made suggestions about what needs to change in the website, and um, and so we're in the process of executing those in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, it will be relaunched within three weeks to a month. So if you go to it now, like for instance, there's on the scrolling front page there's a number of times where it asks for a donation and we think it should just be one time kind of at the bottom because we're kind of moving out of kind of asking for donations and moving into kind of more of uh, getting people interested in the film, et cetera. Um, And that's just one example. Um, And then also, you know, kind of streamlining everything in general, streamlining everything that's on the front page and gearing it, towards more engagement um, and putting up a host of screening page so that people, as we move towards screening, so that people can start, say, hey, I want to see this film and I want to bring it to my community, those kinds of things. Um, we're also going to be expanding the resources section because, and this kind of goes into one of your other questions, is like what is the goal of the film? And and was the goal the release of the film, and that's where we kind of start. That's the first question that I ask every every filmmaker, and that's the first thing that has to get resolved before you can even start. Because if you don't know what the goals are, you can't really accomplish. You know, it's going to be very difficult to accomplish what your goals are if you're not clear about them. So, um, and so, what Sabine's goal is to increase awareness around the issue of cell phone and Wi-Fi radiation and to not make it kind of scary for people and go, oh, my God, I'm so reliant on my phone. How do I even think about this? I don't even want to think about this. But just to indicate, to make people aware of it and to indicate simple steps that people can take um, um, in their lives to help reduce their health risks to cell phone and Wi-Fi radiation. So, and then if they want That's to get more brilliant. involved in, yeah, if they want to get more involved, they can, but what we're trying to do, and what, one of the things that you'll see, you know, in terms of, I'm just skipping to some of your other questions, but some of the things that we brought up was kind of the whole branding of the film, because in the, the social media that was done previously, a lot of it was kind of like scary, like, you know, oh, these are big issues, you know, it's like be kind of, they were just kind of like with a lot of capital letters and exclamation points and, you know, and like be really scared kind of a thing. And what we're trying to do is change that to, and this is giving you an example of how I'd work with filmmakers, what we realized to gain, and that's fine for the the already committed audience, but what we want to do is expand the audience into people who aren't so aware of this. So the, the approach of the branding is like, hey, we know that you need to use your cell phone and we know that you need to use Wi-Fi or you need to use the internet, you know? So, but we also feel like, you know, these, there's 
you know, there's been revealed that there are health risks to this. So what can you do? What can you do that's simple to help yourself? That's the shift of the branding that we're doing. And that's going to, that's going to, that's starting to take place in the social media, which we just took over a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's also going to take place on the website. You'll notice that if you go to the website, one of the things that Sabine did early on, which is really great, was that in order to get people to sign up for the website, she offered some tips, like something, a piece of digital content in exchange for an email address, which is something I always recommend to, to clients if they're able to do that and if it makes sense for their film. Um, but you'll see if you download the tips now, they're again in that kind of a little bit of the um, the um, exclamation point variety. And so we're in the process of rewriting those and relaunching those so that they fit the, the new branding of the film. So just to okay. give you a sense this, of some of the things that we do. Some of the things, well, this is absolutely right. Well, <clears throat> first of all, um, uh, people do not want to hear the problems with cell phones. Um, I, I know this because I uh, I know Sabine's work because she won our film grant. I've been watching her make this film, and she's done such an incredible job. But she, too, realized that if she could just give five tips and get mm -hmm. people to pay attention to five things, that that could change the world, and it could bring mm -hmm. health to a lot of people who don't realize how much energy the Wi-Fi uh, zaps from you. There's the EMFs and Wi-Fi. They're both separate things, and they do take your energy. So I think that new branding concept is exactly right. People, if you just give me five tips, uh, I can deal with that, but don't tell me how mm -hmm. scary it is because it's frightening when you start reading and listening to the experts, right? Have you right. gone yeah. through all that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. But let's go to back to what you were saying about a gift for people who sign up for your uh, newsletter or whatever you want to say. I tell people don't call it a newsletter anymore. To say something like join our tribe or join our community, Yes. How would you address that? You mean in terms of which aspect to it? I kind of agree. When, when kind of like somebody is trying to get someone to uh, sign up and for their mm -hmm. newsletter or sign up to be part of the community, I think mm -hmm. that, one, you should give a gift, and two, you really need to make it more personal than just saying it's a newsletter. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, be part of a community. You know, sometimes people are just interested in, you know, getting, finding out when they can see the film and et cetera. But, you know, becoming part of a community, you know, is great. I agree with that. And I do agree with giving something in exchange. You know, like if you go to um, my website's also in the form in, in changing, like, so my blog's going to be different next week than it is now. But if you go to johnreese.com backslash blog, you'll see a sign-up form and you get a, a copy. You'll see um, that you get a copy of the book that I did with the film collaborative, Selling Your Film Without Selling Your Soul, um, as, in exchange for the email address. So That's a great you know, gift. Yeah. So, um, so you always want to provide something. You know, I, not always, but you try to provide something. Um, and it just depends on what, what's crucial is you have to think about who your audience is and what's valuable to your audience. Um, so that's, you know, something that's important to, to note is that different things, different things will be of different value to different audiences. 
So, um, yeah. Okay. So all of this leads you to the end of the film when you have a decent database of people that you really can market to. And one of the things you said you were working with her on was strategies on social networking. So could you share some of those ideas with us? You mean in terms of social media? You yeah. Know, that, yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, again, it's something I touched upon earlier is, you know, changing the messaging of the film, um, you know, becoming more open and friendly about it and less didactic and creating a conversation. You know, that's the, the key to any good social media campaign is to create engagement um, and to encourage people to share and, you know, and kind of like get involved in what you're talking about. And so part of it also is, kind of outreach to other people who are talking about this subject. So one of the things that one of the areas that we've targeted that we feel would be a place where there would be people who would be receptive would be, um, you know, moms and moms who are concerned about health and concerned about the health of their children and especially, and then people who, you know, blog about that, who then are read by moms who are concerned about that. And we just, you know, we're doing research on finding those blogs where people have already written about this subject so that those are the people who might be natural allies for the film and engaging them on social media, you know, reaching out to them and then, you know, having them also talk about the film. The next part of that, uh, though, is to have some content that then we can provide to them and offer them um, in exchange for them participating with us. So that's one of the things that we've discussed in terms of how to create one of the essentials of a good social media strategy is having original, good original content. So what we've done in the meantime, since we just started, is we're currently reposting content that's already out there, but we're in the process of creating different forms of content that we can post originally so that people have a reason to come to us instead of other places. Original content. So you're writing that for Sabine? Yeah, we're taking some of like her tips that she already created, but we're rewriting them and, and reformulating them. So one of the things we've talked about is doing like a tip a week, um, you know, a different something that you can do to help you know, deal with your, um, you know, if you're concerned about something that you can, something that's reasonable for you to do. Um, one of the things that we're also going to do on the website is have a kind of a resource page where people can come and parents can come and find out information. Um, companies can come and find out information, that kind of thing. But that's going to be, that's going to be in the next iteration of the website. It's not going to be in the first revision of the website. It's going to be further down the line. Currently, there are some resources, but it's like books and other, you know, some, some links to some other sites. But we're going to try to, you know, in the next few months, make that a little bit more concerted. The other thing we're doing is getting, um, and hopefully we'll start this week, is having Sabine do Facebook Lives, um, where, because yes. that's one of the things, because Facebook is really promoting Facebook Lives, um, and it's something that I've started to do for my own Facebook page, and I know that was one of your questions um, that you wanted to talk about. Um, and so it's a way that you can create, because a lot of filmmakers are forced or faced with this dilemma where they didn't create a lot of extra content while, during production. And one of the things we, you know, um, we really recommend is, 
starting early so you can plan to create original, original content from the beginning. But if you don't have that, then you have to think about, like, what kind of content can you create now? And then that's where it, you know, a whole discussion, you have to think about creating a content or asset strategy for the film, which is one of the things that we outlined in the plan. Okay. Asset and so strategy one of the things that you the don't film. have, sorry, sorry to, to wrap that up, if you don't have a lot of original content that you've already created, one of the things that you can do that's quite easy is to start doing Facebook Lives, which are, you know, you're creating instantly new content that then you can share, you know, and it's a way for your audience to also see who you are, see you as a real person, et cetera. Yeah. And see your heart, because uh, Sabine started this film because her children were in school in a small room with a lot of um, tablets going on and Wi-Fi bouncing off the walls. So she was worried about her children. That's why she Mm -hmm. got involved in this subject. So, yes, um, new content to share with others is really key. And she, you think that um, it's fun to do. I, I saw one of your Facebook Lives, and it was really oh, thank in, you. informative. Thank you for watching. Well done. Oh, good. Yeah. And you can still see them. They're, they're posted on the page. So if you go to my Facebook page, um, and uh, you'll see, um, which you can link to through the Hybrid Cinema website, you'll see um, the ones that I've done before. I do them every two weeks. And you'll get notifications. If you like my page, you'll get notifications or if you follow me on Twitter. And then one of the things that you would ask is how do people engage with those? Um, The things that we ask for is for people to send questions for me to talk about. Um, They're not, Facebook Live is not yet interactive in the sense that you can, um, you know, people can participate live with you right there. I imagine eventually it will be. But in the meantime, you know, people can ask questions in advance and um, we can, um, you know, I'll I'll talk about them. I'll pick a question to answer every two weeks. Oh, that's great. That's good to know. All right. Um, So uh, I love what you're doing for Sabine. So you're just taking – you took a, a broad overview of where she was, and then you mm-hmm. helped her with a strategy for where to go, and then you went into detail about how to get there. So uh, the the goal here is to increase the uh, her database and to to make sales and uh, of the film, and also to set up outreach um, distribution type situations where people are yeah. renting her film. Yeah, so the well the overall goal again is awareness. So and then hand in hand with that, obviously you wanna, you know, get people to watch the film and you know, so and to eventually rent it or to set up screenings. And there's a subsidiary goal, secondary goal, which is to help there's a number of deferments for the film and to, you know, raise some money to help pay off those deferments. So, you know, money is, and for most, for many filmmakers, money is important. And it's, you know, even to increase awareness of the film, you need funding to keep that awareness building going. So you have to keep that in mind. So, but just like in terms of backing up in terms of the plan, like, so what we look at is the goals of the, the goals of the film or the film's release. We look at the branding of the project of the, of the particular film, but we always look at the branding of the film in relationship to the branding of the filmmaker, you know, of how does this, how does this 
release of the film or how does the positioning of the film in a sense, you know, how, how do you position the film and then how do you position the film and how do you, how does this relate to the filmmaker's career? And then we look at the audience, who is the audience for the film? And then how do you engage the audience? And that's, we look at several different ways, which include social media, email, website, community outreach would be some of the main ways that you can, you engage audiences. So, um, Okay, uh, social media, email, and outreach to uh, to is how you engage your audience. Because I remember early on in one of our calls a year or so ago, you were really uh, succinct in saying that you have to find, you have to identify your audience, you have to attach mm-hmm. them, and then you have to engage them, and then mm-hmm. you're ready to make an ask for what you want. Right. 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 Yeah. So it's work, work, and it's yeah. And you have to do like how I look at it. You have to identify your audience. You have to think about what value you provide to your audience. So, and that's not just a film. That's like in terms of like the extra content and what else can you do for your audience and what else can you provide for your audience. And then you have to think about how does that audience find out about content, and that's like how do you essentially how do you connect with your audience. So, yeah which are those things, those avenues that I just mentioned, those main avenues that I mentioned, which is through social media, through email, through outreach, through the website. Uh-huh. Right. So the website becomes more and more a prime factor uh, as you well, get it's closer. Always, it's, it's maybe, I mean, social media has become more important, but you always want to have a hub where you can send people and a place where they can do the things that, you know, you need them to do in terms of sign up for a screening. You can have people sign up for your email list off of social media, but you always, the website is the one thing that you can control. Like all the other social, you know, your pages on social media are controlled by the social media platforms. Like the website is the only place that you actually can, can control. Um, and one of the things that you want to also make sure, just as a little tip, you want to make sure that your since most people access websites now through mobile platforms, or it's a huge amount of how people access websites, you want to make sure that your websites are optimized for mobile. Absolutely. That's really important. Well, let me ask you something. You, you mentioned sign up for screenings. Are you thinking, uh, or do you, what do you think about tug.com, using them as a, uh, to set up uh, cinema on demand across America? Yeah, I think those platforms are great, like Tug and Gather um, are really good. Creates a way for, I mean, they do two things, one of which is they can run, you know, they can help fulfill your community screening campaign. So if you have a small staff, they can help you do that. Um, I think we'll be doing that ourselves. I'm going to be working with another company on the outreach um, and setting up the screenings. Um, But what they allow, what they also provide is if the, if an organization or a community doesn't have a venue and needs a venue and wants to do or wants to do it in a theater, they can also, you know, by putting the screening up and selling enough advanced tickets, they can, you know, create a theatrical or semi-theatrical screening in a local community. So um, the one thing that people don't understand, though, is with these kinds of screenings, it's still, it's fairly labor-intensive. And you have to, it doesn't just, it's just, it's essentially, it's a form of crowdsourcing theatrical, which is 
similar to crowdfunding being essentially crowdfunding is crowdsourcing film finance. So it still takes a fair amount of work um, on the filmmakers' part to make sure that those, or the team's part, to make sure that those screenings are sold um, and that people buy enough tickets in advance so that the screening happens. So, you know, it's not something where it just happens magically. It does take a fair amount of work to have these things happen. Right. And it all comes from the database you build from the time you start making your film, which is why it's so important to gather those names and give a gift. But uh, we're back yeah. where we started from, right? Exactly, exactly. Because it will pay off in the end. Well, um, let's talk about, um, you say you create local partnerships with grassroots organizations. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Yeah, so what you first want to do is do research into the various organizations that might be aligned with what you're, um, with what you're doing and kind of strategize um, who is best to go after first and how are you going to go, you know, how are you going to connect with those people? But then you also, the key thing is that you have to understand how to create a win-win relationship um, with those partners. And that's what, you know, I think is really crucial and important for filmmakers to understand is how to create a win-win relationship so that the organization who these days, many organizations have been, you know, asked by films, you know, a number of times um, to be involved, um, you know, you have to start from the point of view of what can you do for them. And it's not a matter of like asking for money. I mean, some organizations, you know, I would say, you know, a small percentage of organizations might be willing to provide some, you know, financial resources. But I think what you're mostly looking for, it depends on what your goals are, you know, again, um, and what you're trying to do with that organization. But we're just assuming here that it's an awareness using Sabine's film as an example, is that it's an awareness um, building and what you want to do is create screenings and then eventually potentially, you know, work with the organization to, you know, get people to see the film individually in their homes, um, you know, and, and, you know, buy it online. And um, so the goal is what you have to figure out is like what, what makes sense? Why does this fit into the organization's plans? How does it fit into the organization's plans? What are the organization's plans for the next year? You know, um, and how does your film fit into, you know, that strategy? Um, and what you don't want to do is, um, you know, come like a few weeks before your film's released and say, hey, screen my film, blah, blah, blah. You know, most places are not going to respond well to that. You know, some, you know, might, you know, but the chances of it are much slimmer. These organizations, you know, need weeks to plan or months to plan something. They have strategic plans for the year, et cetera. So you need to approach them much earlier in the process. Okay. And that's where um, you would start early on when you're making a film. Because uh, in talking to filmmakers, uh, I've learned that many times they they find their outreach people early while they're mm-hmm. starting to fund their film. And then they get to know them. And sometimes mm-hmm. those outreach people will help them with the funding. They, of course, most mm-hmm. are nonprofits, so they don't give the money. But sometimes they will connect you with people they know who are interested mm-hmm. in that subject matter. 
Yes, exactly. So the earlier you can start, the better. Um, and but you can kind of you. I saw one of your. I recommend starting this process at least in some part in pre-production. Um, you know, so that you can plan for certain things that you can do certain things in pre-production and production that will help your release later. Um, and so, but if you haven't started in pre-production, you know, many films start in post-production and that's okay as well, you know, um, but it is, you know, I would just say if you have a choice, you know, starting earlier, at least starting to strategize it earlier is best. Um, but you can also start, don't feel like all is lost if you're starting in post-production. It's a little bit. You can what still I get it done, but, it's, but <laughs> it's recommended Sorry, to start. Or, say you can still get it done. It's just like you're catching up, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and it's also if you have limited resources, it's always early better to start earlier, and it's just better to start creating alliances earlier. People will feel more part of the process, et cetera. Exactly. Um, I think that it's wonderful uh, because a lot of times filmmakers will contact me and tell me that they're making a film. This is the same thing I would do to an out to a strategic partner. I would contact them and say we're making this film and would like to keep you updated on what it's what how it's being how it's moving through production. And then uh, the filmmakers send me uh, updates every three or four months, and I get to know who they are, and I watch them move through production. And the same thing, if you use that same concept with your strategic partners, it, it creates a camaraderie and an alliance so that when you do uh, finish your film or come up with a, a uh, a project or product that you want them to see, they're there. They want to see it because you have engaged them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we do this uh, intentional filmmaking class, and in there I have this 10-page outline that I give to people, and I have uh, I help them complete it. But two of, uh, or three of the people that I've uh, worked with have gone on to you. I recommended that they contact you, and you took their uh, intentional uh, filmmaking distribution outline and made it into a strategic piece of paper so that they used it. It was really uh, in beneficial in their funding of their film. So mm-hmm. I think that... For filmmakers to know what their their intention is for distribution early on, uh, mm-hmm. it benefits them. I know it does with grants, but don't you think that these are key things that people need for funding? Yeah, I think that you know funders like obviously grant people are starting to or ask for this, but funders want to know what they're giving their money to, like or what the <clears throat> so like either that you have a plan that you've thought of the plan of either how to get their money back or what the success of the, how you're going to achieve whatever your goals are, what are the goals of of the project and how are you going to achieve them? You know, they don't want to just give money to someone who, you know, and sometimes people will just give money to a filmmaker with a dream and that's great, you know, but I think the more that you can show that you are conscious of what I refer to as the second half of filmmaking, which is connecting your film to an audience, 
the more that you can show you're aware of that and you have a plan for that, I feel you'll be more successful and people will take you more seriously as, you know, as a, as a filmmaker um, so that you can identify, you know, that you can identify who the audience is, how you're going to connect with the audience, you know, how you're going to get the film out into the world, you know, so that's essentially, those are essentially the essentials of marketing and distribution. And then when you, when you do that, you know, you can use that for your grant applications. You know, you can use it for investors. You can also use it as for part of what we call a partner deck or a sponsor deck, um, which is a, kind of like a 10-page, 11-page PowerPoint presentation um, that you present to potential organizational partners or potential sponsors who are all going to want to know how you are, you know, why the film is being made, what the film is, um, and how you're going to get the film out into the world. Exactly. Well said, John. So uh, actually, how early in production should filmmakers uh, contact you at this at hybrid cinema? Well, I prefer that they contact me as soon as possible. <laughs> um, so, you know, we work with a number of films that are, you know, in pre-production or starting in pre-production and move into production, Um, Mm -hmm. and that's our preference, you know, that's our preference, but we know it's not always possible. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening to this and it's going, darn, you know, I've already shot my film. I'm in post-production, you know, then come to us then, you know, and, you know, and there's still, I'm working with a filmmaker now who had her film in film festivals a year ago, and it's extraordinarily difficult to do something at that point in time, but then, filmmakers are still in the dilemma of what to do. And I still help them. I mean, my main reason for, you know, doing this is I discovered that I have a, you know, I love helping filmmakers, you know, with this issue. And um, that's what kind of motivates me. So, you know, it's, as I say, it's better to come earlier, you know, but I can also help you if it's later, I feel like sometimes, (laughs) you know, if it's way, way, way too late and, you know, but I'll be upfront with you and say, hey, this is because it does, it is harder these days, you know, with the internet to release, to deal with releasing films, you know, several years after they've had their premiere, even sometimes a year or two after they've had their premiere. And that's why right. a lot of filmmakers, what I don't, what also troubles me is, you know, so come in post production if you can, you know, but then try to come before you start the festival circuit, please understand. And I'm just saying this to the filmmakers out there. When you enter the festival world, you're entering distribution. Like that's part of your film festivals are part of your distribution. And so, and you want to do it strategically. So please try to, you know, engage with me or someone else if you need assistance in this um, before you start that whole process. Good. So they could actually call you, let's say that they are uh, starting to raise money, they've got their trailer, and they're getting started with their outline for the film, and they don't know, uh, they have an idea of what they want to do for distribution, then you might be able to give them an overview or a consultation and tell yeah. them what to, what to plan on, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could be very beneficial. Well, um, just... Um, 
what, how about giving us an idea of what people should put in their budget for their marketing and distribution plan? Because I've heard some people say that that budget should be the same as the filmmaking budget, but that seems awfully high. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, I always say and we believe here is that every film is different and needs its own distribution and marketing plan. And so it's hard to say for all films, like what it's going to cost, you know, in the book in think outside the box office, I created this concept of the new 50, 50, which is um, where, which is what you just said, where, you know, 50% of your time, money and energy should go into making the film and 50% of your time, money and energy should or will end up going into the distribution marketing of the film. Now that's, not a hard, you know, that's a, how should I say, um, it's not going to be exactly that for every film. Um, some films might be 30-70 and some films, and it could be 30-70 either way. Sometimes filmmakers will realize that they've spent a lot more on their distribution and marketing than they've spent on making the film. I would say that's especially true if your the budget of your film is extraordinarily low. Um, so, but it's a it's basically a guideline you know the 50/50 is a guideline and you know it's just a way it's a what i intended was for filmmakers to do exactly what you're suggesting which is for filmmakers to plan for distribution and marketing to understand that <clears throat> even as sales have been picking up um you know a lot of the sales that happen are split are in the world of what's called split rights, where you're still responsible for handling some of the rights yourself. And that's even, you know, and most filmmakers are going to be faced with doing most of the release of the film themselves. Um, so it doesn't really make sense not to plan for this and that it is, you know, very important to, to plan for this and to plan put some money away for this. So getting back to your question, you know, I think it's extraordinarily difficult to do a release of a film for less to less than thirty to sixty thousand dollars. And, you know, even more, you know, is helpful. You know, but I would just and it okay. depends on how much you're doing yourself, you know, um, you know, and I recommend people bring on other people. It's like <clears throat> Just like you didn't make your film yourself, you shouldn't be, you know, distributing and marketing your film yourself. And um, the problem I find is that most filmmakers don't plan for this, and then they are tired and exhausted, but then they don't have any money to help bring to bring someone on to help them with the process. That's right, and that's really the worst thing that could happen to the film, because they, that's when they really need outside help, outside eyes just like you're taking a look at Sabine's and uh, shifting her into this new world. And that's what we need. We, we've got to see it mm -hmm. from someone else's uh, viewpoint. So tell us, John, how people can contact you. Okay. Well, they can contact me um, through the Hybrid Cinema website, um, and that's hybridcinema.com, um, and H-Y-B-R-I-D-C-I-N-E-M-A dot com and they can email there's an email link there but if they want if they're thinking of if they have a project that they potentially want to work with us on there's actually a form there that they can fill out 
and um, and then I'll get the form and I'll respond to them. Usually, what happens is we'll chat quick. You know, we'll have a little chat to see if it makes sense to work together, and then you know we go from there. Oh my gosh, that's so easy. That sounds great, John. Yeah, and the more information that someone can put into that form, like there's a place to you know describe your film and put in links. The more information that people can put in there, the better. Right. Well, thank you. This is all yes. such helpful information. I really appreciate it. And I know everyone that I have referred to you has been thrilled working with you. So I, I'm glad you're putting more time into this part of the industry because we need you. Thank you, Carol. I really appreciate it. It's great being on your show again. Thank you for that. And thank you, Claire. Thank you. So we'll see you in maybe another six or eight months, John, and see what's happening at that time. Uh, that sounds wonderful. I would love that. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Thank you so much, Carol. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Be well, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.